Welcome to G Talk. dedicated to helping you discover your purpose by helping you build intimate relationships and a lifestyle of thankfulness. Listen to us today as we discuss a new challenging topic aimed to encourage you and to challenge you, but most importantly, to build you up in your relationships with each other and with God. Stay tuned. Welcome to G Talk, and we are your hosts, Terrence and Adara. And today, Terrence again is coming back to you. It has been some time since I have come and uh, sat here at the mic and done a podcast. And like we said, really, uh, some time back, that we don't want to just come and speak to speak. There are times where we're going to just take some time down to really seek the Lord and just do what we do. And uh, I guess sometimes you kind of get tired of just hearing your own voice, right? And you just want to go and and allow God to really plug in and put some more things in. And, and that's who and what we've been been doing. But I'm comp- I feel compelled to come back today. And I don't know if I'm going to just have one or if I'll do ser- several on this topic. Uh, we, you know, when I left, I think the last time we were in the book of Revelation, as I've shared before, that has been a lifelong passion of mine. I think I was like 10 years old when I was already studying book of revelation and it's just been a, a a hunger and a desire my whole life to really understand uh and un- and know that it's a revelation of jesus not so much a revelation of what we think is what's going to happen i mean they just share some things but the really the reality is i want to know jesus i want to know who he is i want to know who god is and i want to know how i can know him better and this really this book really is a revelation of that of who he is but we're in a time right now with COVID with all the things going on with the African-American community, of which I belong. So for those of you that not that don't know me, I am uh, my whole family, you know, mom, dad, we're, you know, we're African-Americans, obviously my Adara. Sometimes people think I'm, I'm you know, I'm Hispanic and I, I sure wish I had some because I love the food and the culture. Uh, but actually, uh, my grandmother was uh, was Choctaw Indian and uh, part a uh, half Choctaw. And so uh, I, I, I've taken a piece of that. So I, my I, my skin color and so forth has kind of has grabbed and uh, looks like, you know, my much like my grandmother's side of the family or her or at least half her side. And so um, but I, I've, you know, I've been African-American and uh, and so just what's taking place in the communities, what's what's actually happening. I want to come and speak to it because I, I feel like it's there's areas here that are not being addressed in in the church, in the body of Christ. That is that's really going to prepare us in about through for what is occurring right now and I feel compelled I have sat back for literally months and said do I say this or do I not say this do I do I share or do I not and and I come to the place now with just the idea and the sense of I need to say what I know I need to if if God has taught me something and shown me something I need to say that and 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 if there's one person out there that gets prepared as a result of by sharing, it's worth it. And and so I come today in a spirit of real humility 
and in a spirit of, of, of desiring to see all of us prepared for what's occurring right now in this season and what's coming up behind. And I just want that to happen. And so uh, I'm coming today and asking you and asking the Lord for wisdom and the grace to say the right words in a way that's going to uplift him, the Lord, and prepare you and I, the church, for his up and coming kingdom. And we are in the kingdom age now. We're making a shift from the church age to the kingdom age. And it's imperative that you and I understand how to live it out. And with that is the title. My title today is the Antichrist is here. Is here. He's here. And I know that that is something for a lot of folks that, you know, well, let's just say, I mean, the Antichrist is something that I think if you're in the Western world, that means America, you know, England, Europe, um, I say the last 50 or 60 years, there's been a lot of talk about the Antichrist. There has been, I think we all know 666, Mark of the Beast. You know, there's been movies. There has been a lot of books. There's been a lot of discussion. Even today, there continues to be a lot of apocalyptic type movies that come out that's talking about the end of the world and the things that are happening. And so in some sense, I think we have kind of dramatized it. And, and I think so... And Jesus said, you know, that it would come to the place like in the day of Noah, you know, it just keeps getting said, yeah, he's coming, he's coming. And so you kind of lose your commitment or you kind of lose kind of your focus because it's like it's been said forever. And so I'm not really hearing. But I want to come and talk specifically because I really believe that there has been some misunderstanding about the Antichrist and his way in which he'll come. I think most of us are sitting back. And we are waiting for this man, the Antichrist, to occur. And the way it's been taught, I think people are like, well, once he shows up, I'm going to know him and I'm going to stand up against him. And I'm here today to really help you to understand that that is not what's going to happen. The Antichrist is already here. And many of us are already aligning ourselves with his kingdom. You see, right now we are in the middle of watching the rioting in the streets and the challenges that are taking place. And what's actually occurring is the kingdoms are being set up. God's kingdom, we know, is being established on the earth. He is going to ultimately be victorious. But what many of us are not understanding is that the Antichrist will first arise out or up to into a kingdom that is already going to be in place. And the scripture is very clear. And I want to spend a few minutes today. I just want to look at, I'm going to look at two things. I'm going, to, I'm going to make it as simple as I possibly can so that you can walk away and at least have an understanding. So we're going to look at Revelation chapter 13 and we're going to look at Daniel's chapter 7. If you go to Revelation 13, you'll be good because 7, I'll probably just uh, pull some things out and you can take some time to go back on your own time and go back and verify what I'm telling you about, um, about that in that chapter. So let's focus. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. And there's so many, so there's so many things happening in our society today. But here's the main thing that you and I need to understand. There are there are two kingdoms. There's really only one kingdom. There's God's kingdom. Satan does not have a kingdom. He has what God is allowing him to have. So it's not really a real kingdom. But we'll go ahead for this for the sake of of this discussion to say he has one because even though it's a false one. And even though it's just a mirage and he's going to step on it, God's going to step on his kingdom one day. He's allowing him to test your and my hearts. He is allowing him to 
use this season to uh, bring his own kingdom, God's own kingdom in, but he's also allowing it to be used in order to really deter determine where you and I stand and who you and I are going to serve. So if you look, if you just think about it from this way, and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump into, I'll jump into revelation, but think about it like this. It's like this. So God's kingdom has always been very, very clear. Jesus has been very, very clear about the way, take up your cross and follow me, deny yourself, deny yourself, deny yourself. Okay. I mean, you can read Paul, you can read, um, you know, John, you can read Jesus's words in red. That is his kingdom. Satan's kingdom is always about, about you being the front and center. It's all about you being yourself, you being, getting to know who you are and letting everybody know who you are. And, and so what's happening right now, look out on what's going on in our culture right now, right? There is this, there is a dividing line and a lot of what's taking place is about, uh, individuals wanting to be seen and wanting people's, you know, their name to be heard. And I'll just say it in the African-American community. I get it. I'm African-American and I know a lot of people may not understand or even know what I personally have gone through. Uh, and I don't have enough time in this, in this teaching today to tell you as I was, as an, our family being the first African-American family in a white neighborhood, I have personally experienced my entire childhood, I can go from story after story after story after story after story. I can go on for days and days and tell you stories of things that I personally experienced that were racist and that happened to me. But I am here to tell you, it is not, this is not about me or what happened. I had to forgive and I had to allow God to come into my life and I have to every day choose to live his kingdom rather than uh, bring forth and try to raise up my kingdom. Now, when I say that, that does not mean that I do not believe that there are issues that we need to sit at the table and resolve. Yes, there are systemic racism issues in our society and those issues do need to be discussed and they do need to be worked out. But walking around destroying everybody and destroying everything and burning things is not the way. It's very clear what kingdom that is out of. We all know what kingdom that is. That is not God's kingdom. And we know it's not God's kingdom. And there's not a person on earth who can tell me that that is God's kingdom. And so when we participate in the enemy's kingdom, we are actually participating in the reigning kingdom of the Antichrist who is rising up right now in this system. And so it is so important for you and I to understand what is happening right now. And that that is really what's taking place, that the Antichrist is rising up in his kingdom and God is allowing us to see will what kingdom will you serve? What kingdom are you a part of? And so let's let's just take a minute because I want to I want you to first understand what the scripture says simply because I feel like there has been some misinterpretation and please understand, I am not going to sit here and act like I am the know-it-all and say-it-all. But I will tell you that I do believe that God has is revealing new things to his people. We are, we are at the end and we are asking God, the only way we're going to survive this is by God's grace, his mercy, and his wisdom. I mean, his word declares, Jesus himself said that even the very elect can be deceived if he doesn't step in and help us. So I, we all know it's going to take the Lord and his wisdom 
to 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 give us what we need to to live up to and stand up to what is taking place on the earth so one of the things that's occurred is you know there has been teaching about the antichrist that i really i and i can show you today that i really believe is false i, I just I, I don't i don't think the teaching in itself is false i believe the way we have taught it and the way it pre is presented itself is is false let me let me just let me just show you let's so if you go to Revelation chapter 13, um, then it's, it says this, very first verse, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, he, he, his feet were like a, the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority and I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast so they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast who is able to make war with the beast now that's verses 1 through 4 of Revelation chapter 13 verses 1 through 4 now, historically, the church has said that is the Antichrist. And I've literally, you know, heard people say, okay, you know, that somehow he's going to come back, you know, he's going to come back from the dead. That's how we're going to know that's him. Da -da 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 -da. But that, and I just want to come and just say, I, I mean, I, I, I taught that myself for years, okay? There are, some, there are some real mistakes with that. This is really a picture of the kingdom. And, and let me show you how I know that, because first of all, if you go to Daniel chapter seven, Daniel has a vision and I'm, I'm not going to go. I don't have enough time to read through this because I, you know, it's just it is what it is. I, it would take me an hour to go through an hour and a half to go through this. And I know you won't listen that long. Right. So I'm going to try to make I'm trying to make this 20 minutes, 25 minutes max. So. If you if you go to Daniel chapter seven and look. There's a key here. The key is that I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. If you go back to Daniel chapter 7, his beast also rises up out of the sea. The angel tells Daniel what that is. He tells him that it is, there were four kingdoms, right? There were, there were four kingdoms. They were, it was Babylon, the Medo-Persians, the Greeks, and then the Romans. He tells them what each kingdom was and what they were going to do. If you read through Daniel chapter seven and then go to read, you know, Daniel chapter, you know, 11 and 12, it takes you through each one of those kingdoms and what happened. And we can historically go back and see the accuracy. It's ex explicit about who, the, you know, we all know um, that the Grecian uh, leader um, that young man who Alexander the Great, who and what he did, it fits exactly with what Daniel said or what the angel told him through his vision. So you can go back and we and we know that this represents he tells us it represents four kingdoms. We know then this is a kingdom. It is not a person. It is the Antichrist kingdom. And we really know who it is because he even explains to us in Daniel chapter 7 that that fourth kingdom, he said it was unlike any other kingdom, that it was just, he said it would devour. And we know that that kingdom was Rome. 
and it was unlike any other kingdom. And we know that Rome was like no other kingdom. Why? First of all, it, he shows us in Daniel chapter 7 that he, he really took the authority and power of all the kingdoms. When you get to Rome, we all know, you know, the, the, we all know Jesus' story. We all know what, what Rome looked like. Greek was still being spoken. They still had things from Babylon that, were, had, that had been engrafted into the Roman culture. The Greek uh, empire, uh, there were, they had things had been grafted into the culture. The Medo-Persians, that's what the Medo-Persians did. They literally would not, when they overthrew you, they would, they would um, uh, I, I always think of, when I think of the Medo-Persians, I think of the Borg. Remember the Borg in, in Star Trek? And some of you may not be Trekkies, but the Borg would assimilate you. In other words, they would take you and they would then make you into theirs, but you would still be you. And so they would assimilate you. That's what the Medo-Persians did. So when the Medo-Persians conquered the Babylons, first it was the Medes. The Medes conquered the Babylons and then the Persians conquered the Medes. And the reason why we call it the Medo-Persians is because they assimilated the, per the Medes, right? They didn't just conquer them and walk away. They took what was in their kingdom and assimilated it into their own. They took what was in Babylon and assimilated it into their own. So by the time you got to Rome, Rome was an assimilation of, Babel, of, of, of Babylon, Medes, Persians, and the Greeks. And that's exactly what's being shown here by to, to, um, to John in chapter 13. He is showing you the seven kingdoms, all seven kingdoms, that have affected Israel, right? So we know it was Egypt, it was Assyria, it was Babylon, it was the Medes, it was the Persians, it was the Greeks, and it was the Romans, right? So all of these kingdoms, those are the, the seven, those are the seven kingdoms. I think I named seven. Uh, those, so those were the seven kingdoms. That's the seven heads. He says, well, one comes back alive. Yes. What made Rome different? is that Rome is the only kingdom ever that transformed from being a kingdom, a, poli a political power that turned into a kingdom of religious power. No other kingdom's ever done this. Go and look, today Rome is, you. what we know Rome for today is a Roman Catholic church. We do not know them any longer as a Roman political power, but we all know that it's still there. And I guarantee you before this is over, that that kingdom will rise back up. It will once again, we will see the authority and power of Rome and how it plays out in the end times. Just take my word for it, it's going to happen. So let me just finish this up. Let me just, we're at 18 minutes here. And I, so I just give me a couple more minutes and I'm, I, I'm trying to, to break this down. So what begins to happen? What, what um, the writer is trying to explain to us is that there is a kingdom that is that gets established in the end times. This kingdom is the one that, and we know that the dragon, okay, it says the dragon gives this kingdom its power. The dragon is already told to us in earlier chapters of, of Revelation that the dragon is Satan. So this is Satan. Satan has given his power to this kingdom, to the ruler and the leaders of this kingdom. And it's not until you get to the fifth verse that all of a sudden, excuse me, it's not until you get into the 11th verse that it says, and then I saw another beast 
coming up. But where does this beast come up out of? He comes up out of the earth. He doesn't come out of the sea. He comes out of the earth. That is your antichrist. Now, historically, the church has called him the false prophet. They've said, well, this is the antichrist's chief leader. No, this is the antichrist. This is the one that rises out of the earth. He's not rising out of the sea. He's not a kingdom, but he is now rising up to take authority over the kingdom. And it tells us that his authority, he points everyone back to the kingdom, which is the kingdom of Satan, which this kingdom is taking over. So, and I, I don't have, again, I'm not trying to get into the depths and the details. What I am trying to get you to understand is that what we are experiencing today is the rising of the Antichrist kingdom. We are seeing his kingdom rise up. It's happening all over the earth. And many of you are aligning yourself with his kingdom. When the Antichrist finally comes, taking the mark will only be a formality. You will already have accepted his kingdom. You have al will already be fighting for his kingdom because you're already fighting for it now. You're already trying to get your voice heard. You're already trying to get what you want accomplished. You're already trying to get your thing. You're willing to kill. You're willing to steal. You're willing to hurt. I've heard people, believers, people, pastors, I've even heard who are crying for the death of our president, you know, presidents, leaders, you know, wanting to see harm and danger occur. Now, come on, come on. We know what kingdom that is. We know whose kingdom that is there there. This, this, you know, this isn't, this is an easy test to take. This is not a test that you and I should be failing, but many will. And the reason why they will fail it is because like Satan, remember Satan's goal was that he wanted power and authority. He wanted to be seen. He wanted to rise up. And, and what do you see around the nations right now? people who want to rise up, who want to be seen, who want their story being told. Yes, it's important that that people are treated fairly across every color, across every race. And yes, to resolve the issues that are on the table, but to revert to using the satanic, you know, Satan's principles and Satan's kingdoms acts and the way that he operates in order to accomplish let me let me just ask you what will that do remember when 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 john asked jesus if he can call fire down on heaven from heaven to destroy the those people and jesus said man you have no idea what spirit you're from he's like dude you really think that's who i am do you really think that my kingdom is about destroying and wrecking havoc and hurting people that is not my kingdom so I just, you know, I, my heart breaks right now for many of us who are out here and we are thinking that by bringing destruction and pain and harm to other people, that somehow that's going to usher in righteousness and usher in God's kingdom and that it's going to get you what you want. Let me tell you something. If you read the scripture, we, we, we've, got, we've got thousands of years of history now, and we know one thing we've learned, that Satan is always a liar. When he, tripped, when he tricked Eve, it was a lie. He always lies to us. It's never the truth. It's always put together with some truth. And I guarantee you, for those of you who think you're going to get what you want by using his, his methods, 
you're going to be absolutely wrong. And it's going to be, it is so important in this time, in this hour, in this day for the church. Jesus said that we are to be servants. We are to serve others, that we are to lay our lives down. If there's ever been a time for us to lay our agendas down and to lay our, our, our swords down and to say, Lord, we need you to come and to solve the issues that are before us. These are the days and it's going to begin. It's going to happen. There are many of us who are already doing this and we know that God's kingdom will arise in power and great authority. We are already seeing and hearing of the rumbles of people getting saved across the nations, that lives are being changed, that people are being touched. And it's not and it's happening as people are truly loving their lives or loving their lives to the death. I mean, giving their lives, laying down their own personal agendas and saying, Lord, I trust and want you to have all authority and all power. So, friends, I just want you to know the Antichrist is already here today. His kingdom is already being set up today. There is going to come a day that he is going to step into a kingdom that's already been prepared. And I just want to come and I want to tell you, I want to prepare you that there is going to be in front of you and I the opportunities to choose kingdoms every day right now. You and I are going to have to make a decision to choose the light or to choose the dark. And I, I pray right now that you see and that you choose the light. That you serve the Lord. That you hear what he has to say. One of the things that the Lord consistently said, he consistently said, do not be deceived. In fact, every time he talked about the end times, he would always say, do not be deceived. Even the Apostle Paul, if you go back and look at the different places where he talks about the end times, he also says, do not be deceived. Why does he say that? Why does Jesus spend so much time? Because deception is going to be and is the biggest thing that's going to arise, that's going to keep us from fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. And look at what's happening right now. Men and women are being deceived into following false groups and false leaders, those who are trying to achieve their own agendas and get out their own words and try to prove their own points. And the Lord is saying, listen, my friend, do not be deceived. I am not mocked. God said, I am not mocked. God loves us. He loves this nation. He loves people from every color, creed, nation, and he is calling all of us back to him. He wants us, he wants to purify our hearts and he's going to purify us in this season and through what's going on. He is using the enemy just like in Egypt. If you go back and you go, what's going on? Remember how God used Egypt? He used the plagues in Egypt to purify his people and prepare them for their promise. So receive the word of the Lord today. Be blessed, be encouraged. We love you. Heed the voice of the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your heart soft before him and trust him. In Jesus' name, I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
G-Talk is a ministry of Hope For You International, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find us on the web at thankfultoday.com and gtalk.info. You can also find us on Facebook at The Thankful Today.